Welcome to Control-Alt-Revolt, the podcast. This is episode 55. To the haters who said we'd never make it to 55, we made it. Joke's on you. This is Single White Medusa. Single White Medusa in the Haas. And I spelled that in the German way. H-A-U-S. Haas. 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 Ja. Ja, <laughs> it's kind of been a wild and crazy day. In what way? Like, as in, I'm still right about August. I know. Like, Cuomo went down early. That was huge, yeah. That's that was a, a big one. That's a big one. Not that it was totally shocking, but yet it yeah. was. Because sometimes they, yeah. they always get away with everything. So yeah. you're like... It actually happened. Cuomo's out. That was a big one. Remember, this is the guy who sat up there for most of the pandemic and acted like Il Duce Mussolini, you know, (laughs) giving his uh, morning briefing and Hollywood gave him an Emmy. Uh, They gave him an Emmy. Wasn't that just over his daily press? Yeah. (laughs) While he was killing people in in retirement homes. Uh, That's so horrible. You know, and just being horrible and so obnoxious and... So pedantic. And, uh, and, um, so what do you think that means? Why do you think they, cause he's one of them. Yeah, I know. That's the weird thing. I mean, the only thing that I think the only thing that you and I have been able to come up with, at least the only thing I know of that sure. we've been able to come up with is the AOC element in the game. That's my personal theory. I think a lot of people think that he is paving the way, his his sort of assassination that we've seen here now is paving the way. And it and it's an odd thing because I think I think you have to remember, you have to go back a little bit and remember that at the height of Cuomo's sexualism and 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 you know <laughs> Which was like Ellen DeGeneres yeah. coming out as a homosexual right. among others and and that you know Newsom was the pretty boy and these were the two brave California and New York governors that were all saving us from the very scary covid virus oh, yeah. in which all your freedoms needed to be abrogated and your children needed to wear masks and you needed to hide from the sunshine and all these kinds of things that both of these men were being introduced as front runners for 2024 it's true. I remember yeah. I remember both of them yeah. specifically being yeah. heralded as Now, we'll show you a video in the comments later uh, about Newsom's state right now, uh, the state of his mind. Um, if I were a betting man, I'd bet he's back to drinking. He's uh, he's not having a good time of it. Uh, Larry Elder's actually doing quite well in Woo! California. Love Larry Elder. Um, I think he had a misstep last night in which Uh-oh. he said that, there, that, that the election was fair. What? Um, and then he walked it back this morning and said there were shenanigans, but um, oh wow, I didn't. Know but that. Newsom is clearly not having a good time. He tried to do an op yesterday, photo op yesterday, in which he went out and tried to pick up trash uh, <laughs> and clean up a homeless encampment, <laughs> which is what we're all kind of pissed about. And oh, wow. and then that that seemed to be a really hard day for him. So maybe he had a beer with the cleanup crew, and he seems pretty riled up in this video that you'll see. So that is not a man who is uh, confident in his position or is secure and controlled. That is a spoiled little brat who is realizing um, that the the, everything in the toy chest is not his. So that's a very interesting thing because when you couple that with, with Cuomo's demise this morning, um, it tells you that there's some forces in motion. I think you have to go back to... My personal theory is that Schumer is worried about AOC. Right going into the Senate as a Congress, as a, as a, as a, as a Congress person, she doesn't have a lot of power, but she does have a lot of power 
because of her social media and influence. And Nancy Pelosi pretty much rules the Congress with an iron hand. So Pelosi has, I mean, uh, uh, Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, AOC, has not had much of an opportunity to do a lot of damage. But if she were to take Schumer's seat, she could do a lot more damage. And she would be nigh unremovable. And she would ultimately probably end up being the leader of the Senate. And Schumer's worried about that because Schumer has big plans about being the leader of the Senate for a long, long time. So I think what they're what they're thinking, because they know that AOC and I know this is going to if you have coffee in your mouth, take it out, swallow it. But most likely AOC is going to run for president soon. (laughs) You know, like probably not 2024, but you're probably looking 2028, Hmm. probably most likely. Because you think their darling in 2024 might be Michelle Obama. I think, I think they're trying to say they're trying to, uh, um, but anyways, let's stick with AOC real quick. Um, so I think what they were trying to say to AOC is, you know, rather than take out Schumer, who's an ally, why don't we take out Cuomo? Who Cuomo wasn't much of an ally. Cuomo wasn't actually liked by anybody. Hmm. Cuomo was a mob boss who's actually just a little rich boy. Hmm. But he liked to pretend that he was kind of a mob boss because he's Italian. And uh, he seems to be kind of a freak. But he didn't, I don't think he had a lot of political allies. And so uh, they probably made him a deal like, hey, want to be the, you know, the want to be the, um, you know, the secretary of this and the secretary of that. And that wasn't big enough because I think he was aiming himself at the presidency. So they took him out. And what they're going to tell AOC is, wouldn't it be great if you ran for governor and we'll make sure you become the governor and that will give you executive level experience so that you can make your White House run. Now, having said that. Um, I have perfect confidence in AOC's ability to learn nothing from actually being the state executive. So don't worry, she won't actually get any experience because she is so dumb that she's like the event horizon of intelligence. And an event horizon is like a black hole where things just disappear out of existence over the edge. Sometimes you (laughs) see those in pools. And that's like reason, common sense, intelligence. AOC is that black hole that sucks all those things in there and then crushes them down into nothing. So don't worry, she won't learn anything. Except for how to be more corrupt. Yeah. <laughs> and that doesn't count. Yeah, exactly. Uh, midget midget voice, midget mind. That's oh, what yeah. I always that's think when I, when I hear her. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's the, that, you know, again, uh, August continues sort of unabatedly wacky. Things are definitely um, weird and out of control. I mean, it's still like it's still a pretty major event to assassinate, you know, one of your own, even if you didn't agree with them or anything like that. So Cuomo Cuomo was an interesting takedown. But, you know, and they tried to take him down several times and it kind of looked like he was going to get away with it. Mm -hmm. But something, you know, I think the bombshell report did him in. It didn't seem like the attorney general, state's attorney general was really going to do anything about it. Um, but you know, they definitely wanted him gone and he's definitely gone. So, you know, that, that was interesting. Now I think he knows where some bodies are buried and I think he has some political favors. So it'll be interesting to see if he goes quietly or he starts nuking people left and right. But I was just thinking just now when you said that true, but I think he has a lot of bodies that have been buried. Sure. Well, literally with the cement um, shoes. 
with the uh, senior citizens' homes, but also with yeah, all Yeah, he's these, got about 15,000 yeah, bodies he's buried. But also with all this sexual harassment stuff, he has enough stuff on him sure. that they could just put that right back on him. Like, There's we probably, will let you go quietly yeah. if you stay shut up yeah, about this we won't, stuff. We won't so, go to this thing that you really did that yeah. no one knows about. Because yeah. I think the left and the establishment is all about collateral. So, mm-hmm. you know, the infrastructure bill went through today. And I think it was like 15 Republicans went on board with it. I can guarantee you that those 15 Republicans most likely have collateral. What is Mm -hmm. collateral? If you don't know, collateral is what they do in politics. Um, As soon as you get in or you're headed that way or whatever, they they get you into a situation where there is some compromising evidence and footage. They will drug you to do it. Um, And you will end up doing some things that are terrible. And then they will hold that over you for the rest of your career to make sure that you always vote along the party lines um, because, boy, it would be terrible to see what happened out there. So um, collateral is a very big thing in that industry. So that's why you wouldn't get into politics willingly. Which is the whole Epstein thing and possibly some of these pedophile ring things even that we've been talking about. Like that is maybe part of that whole collateral thing that the deep state gets on people, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think Epstein was kind of a conduit to make sure that collateral was obtained on foreign figures and local figures and business figures and tech figures. Um, collateral is a big thing. And so that's 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 how that kind of works. But it's, it's still shaping up to be wild because um, I think Biden was out of the office yesterday. And then he managed to kind of stumble in uh, for on a Tuesday, you know, when all you have to be at work on Monday, 7 a.m. sharp, he stumbles in about noon. And if you can watch the video, it's really funny because there's a Secret Service agent in front of him telling him which way to go. So, like, that's how bad the dementia is, that the guy can't make a simple dogleg right turn without having a handler showing him which way to go. Now, this is the White House. He has been there many times. Apparently, he's supposed to live there. But he was there for eight years with Barack Obama. If you mm-hmm. have to have a handler pointing which way you, you need to go because they're concerned that you will wander off into the pool or whatever it is. Like, and he, he looks out of it. So, but the, 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 the sort of clues and inklings that I'm getting from some of the people that I listen to are that the big speech is coming. And the big speech is, uh, it's going to be sort of a 9-11 um, December 7th, you know, this is our finest hour and we're going to need to go ahead and suspend your liberties. Um, mask mandates and everything like that. They could go They could go for the full-on martial law. I would, like, if I were them and I was squirrely as they are, I probably would go for martial law right now. Wow. So I, I and, and I would, I, I like, uh, for the purposes of this conversation, I'm going to put that at a 15% chance you'll actually hear martial law in this speech. See, I feel like they would want to keep that, what would you say, ace card in their pocket? Like, why would you use it before you needed to? Like, an ace card in your pocket? I don't know. <laughs> Is that be, not a thing? <laughs> I think it's an ace in the hole. Okay. But, like, I guess if you're a cheater... Yeah, I mean, would, I think that's what I meant, You would cheaters. keep an eight, ace card in your pocket and you'd oh, whip true. that out, but then you'd be a cheater. But I understand what you're going for. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, like... Let me ask you this, because you keep... play the Portuguese card game Whist. Mm-hmm. Is there an ace card in your pocket ever? Or no, I mean... Do you keep an ace card in the hole? No. No, I don't think so. I'm trying to... It's been a while since I've played. Which is, if anyone doesn't know, Whist 
if you're familiar with hearts, it's basically the same game. It's just that instead of hearts always being the trump suit, it like rotates with each hand and like the trump suit switches with all the and the portuguese all play it down at the portuguese hall yeah i mean i never did that we just played it at our house (laughs) but well you were you were you were that was minor leagues you were trying to play your and your grandfather was yeah rather an accomplished he He won a lot of toasters yeah he won a lot of toasters (laughs) one time we were over his house and he opened up his closet and there were all these prizes in there he's like pick one (laughs) that's your wedding present i know so we picked this crappy toaster Hey, but it got us through for a while until it broke. <laughs> we needed toast in our life. Sure. And and, and Popo grateful. delivered. <laughs> we needed toast and whist. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, okay, bad metaphor or whatever you call that. No, so um, I think there's an argument for keeping martial law as an ace in the hole. But I think there's also an argument for why not just go to martial law now? Because what you need, like right now people are not, as scared as they want them to be. In fact, right now people are fairly uppity to boiling. Mm-hmm. And and the people who are on their side, I think there's some fear. I think there's some fatigue. I think there's a lot of malaise. But man, you make a case and you whip out that martial law, that's going to jerk everybody up by the collar. That's going to, that's going to, so, I, and I don't think that's going to happen. I think, I think martial law is definitely in our future. But I wouldn't be surprised if this speech that I feel and others feel that is imminent coming from Biden and Fauci was out there uh, today, you know, because, you know, I, I know everybody uh, doesn't want to have the lockdown and the mandates, but the droplets, the droplets everywhere. And and I know I said you shouldn't wear a mask and then you should wear a mask and then you should wear 27 masks. You should wear 75 masks because of the droplets, you know, so, you know pandemic golem is out there um scaring the hell out of everybody and so the biden speech is imminent um and when you watch that newsom video that we're going to put in the comments you can clearly tell that newsom is very unhappy because things are not going his way because it already looks like he's going to lose this recall election this far out things could change but if we go to lockdown and 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 more mandates you're probably going to have a full revolt in california it's you know you have ideas if you don't live in california about what you think california is and, and it is in san francisco and it is in la county but most of the rest of the state is is conservative moderate to right wing to full-on right wing and that's always been a, that's why you know we're so on board with we think there is election fraud because we've pretty much been disenfranchised from our votes since 1996. Mm-hmm. And we all go out and vote like suckers, and lo and behold, we all get turned over. So we don't know, but if there's any kind of inkling of a fair election, you can tell from the video that Newsom's very concerned that he's in big trouble. So uh, what that tells me is that within the Democratic Party, they they know the mandate is coming. They know the big lockdown mandate and possibly even martial law is coming. And Newsom knows that, you know, Aunt Nancy is going to expect him to make sure that California is locked down. That will most likely cost him the election. Now, martial law allows them to suspend the election. So that's an argument for, you know, it going that way. Um, 
I don't know. Oh, like suspending the recall election? Mm-hmm. Oh. See, I thought they, they would do. save it for the 2022. No, they can do they can do all kinds of things. So like yeah. I'm just saying 15% chance you could see national martial law de- declared. But what I think you're most likely to see is it's a mandate time. You're going to need to mask up if you're not vaccinated. You're going to need to wear a mask everywhere. In fact, let's have everybody wear masks all the time. But you vaccinated, you are most likely getting out of vaccination, uh, mask wearing um, sooner than later. The kids got to wear masks. In fact, you know, school really should. I I mean, there's a whole panoply of things that can be uh, on the table for what this speech is going to be that I think is impending. But the main thing is, whatever it is, the fear needs to come back because they need fear to govern and to continue to do these things. And so whatever it is, it's going to be chock full of fear. But it flies in the face of kind of the real data. There was the video, I think, that we linked yesterday from that doctor. I mean, again, like, I think all of this is summed up in that, like, last night I I put a tweet on Twitter late and I just said, listen, I'm not getting vaccinated. Your move, government. I'm looking forward to the game. In fact, I'm quite ready for it. Um, and then some Goonie bird who follows me, who I don't follow. I've always thought that's interesting. You know, uh, good luck with your game of train of chicken against a train. And I wrote back, same same goes to you. You know, like that's you know you're, and and it brought me to this kind of discussion I was having with single white Medusa, um, about the whole influence of the the pandemic and and. And, you know, who's right and who's wrong. At the end of the day, I, I am going to go back to William Goldman, the famous screenwriter's maxim, which no one know, which is no one knows anything. We all make our bets. We're all playing poker right now. And some of us are playing with skill and some of us are playing with a good hand. And some of us are just playing cards, you know, because why not lose some money? Exactly. Well, Biden even teased the dark winter thing quite a while ago. Yeah, I have a feeling gonna that's going to come winter. back out. Like, yeah. this is going to be the and dark Like winter. I said, pandemic golems out there. The droplets! But, and so... You can say the droplets, too. You do the... You gotta be concerned about the droplets. You gotta be concerned about the droplets. <laughs> the droplets everywhere. And then earlier today, we discovered that we had a Tucker Carlson impression. You have a good one. Actually, I do. Actually, I do. you would think that I don't have a good Tucker Carlson impression. Actually, I do. And you said you just have to to imitate Tucker. You just have to think that everything's preposterous. Yes, that's what it so is. That's the, that's key the key to imitating Tucker Carlson. Is just think but that, that you stay kind of calm about kinda it. Kind of calm. You're kind of calm like this. It's still preposterous. But it's still preposterous. Actually. I'm quite calm. I just sound preposterous. And he says actually a lot. He always leads you in one way and he says actually. So um, I get the guy on my Twitter feed who jumps in and says, you know, good luck with your game of chicken against a train. Well, first off, I I don't think that's a good analogy and we can dissect that. But what I think I'd really drive in on is what I said to the guy, you know, same to you. Good luck to you also. Because you're, you're like, that is the difference I think between the two sides, the one side, the left has this absolute blind certainty. And the sad thing is they take it from people that I don't think that they should be taking it from. Now, I don't have certainty, 
what I have is risk assessment. And I look at everything and I listen to people and I study things. And, and you can ask Single White Medusa, what was, when we knew this pandemic was coming, what was my first response? Uh, you said I got some inside information. This was well before it was an officially announced thing, but you had some inside information. You said, and my inside person says, we're probably going to want to order some M95 masks and some um, gloves, like, you know, rubber gloves, whatever, disposable gloves. So you did that. So and we I ordered said, what, those. I said, what was our plan going to oh, be? Oh, and then we were going to, as you said, turtle for, turtle. was it one or two months? Yeah, one or two months. I yeah. said, you know, this is probably going to be serious. Let's turtle. But then I began to look at things and I began to observe and I began to listen and I began to hear the things that were coming out of their mouth. And I tested that against what I knew, what was common sense and the science that I knew. And then I went and researched more science. And over time, my position continually, cautiously evolved to where it is now. Having said that, I am not 100% certain that I'm right. I don't think anybody ever should be. I think there should always be a room for doubt and skepticism. And new information. And new information. You could come out and, you know, you could show me some information. I could go, well, that's, you know, like I'll use it in the Christian standpoint. I am, I am a Christian, but I am a skeptical Christian. If you show me the body of Christ, then I will probably not be a Christian anymore because Christ rose from the dead. That is the fundamental precept of my religion. So if you show me something that flies in the face of that, I will probably not do that anymore. You know, and and you should do that with anything. You should always, you know, question your own beliefs. Don't just be a cultist. But what we have on the other side is this inability to question the message that is coming out from the people who have been consistently wrong since the beginning and not just wrong, not just wrong. Who lied? Remember when Fauci said, well, I didn't want everybody to panic and rush on the masks. So I told them not to wear the masks that I tell you to wear all the time now that are going to save your life. Mm -hmm. Even though there are three studies done by the government that they are ignoring that say the masks do nothing. And in fact, the masks make you sicker. But again, remember, pandemic Gollum said that. Nancy Pelosi, who's going to tell you we have to lock down everything to save the nation, told people to go to Chinatown and party like it's 1999 because racism or some some stuff. Biden said that it was racism, too, to lock down our country, yeah. you know, and, and things that he is now locking down other borders and preventing people from traveling to the United States unless you're vaccinated. A year and a half ago, he said that was racist. So, again, those are the political people. Those are the people with skin in the game if they get to hold on to the speaking stick for a little bit longer, for another year, for another three years, all the good that they can do as long as they maintain power. So should you be getting your information from those people, chicken with a train guy? Um, I, I would question that. I, I, would, I would have serious doubts because they have an agenda that's not necessarily your health and safety. Their agenda is to reward themselves with power. So you should consider that. They could be right. I'm not saying they're not. But are you not for a moment stepping back to consider that the people that are braying about this the most have been consistently wrong from everything from like going out in the sun to get vitamin D, which destroys COVID, 
when they they in California they were giving us tickets for going to the beach. They were putting tape around the beach. They didn't want you to go outside. They wanted you to stay inside. They have been, and that's not that's not you know one thing. They have been wrong about everything up to the vaccine that they are now currently wrong about. Yeah, and remember. I feel like, how do people forget so quickly? Because even things about the vaccine, they change their story so quickly. For example, all the promises. If you get the vaccine, you won't have to wear a mask. How long did that last? Like a month? Yeah. I mean, like yeah. their promises Biden said that himself. are so short-lived. You know, he mumbled his way through it. Get a vaccine. Oh, and remember he cone said you pump. can't get COVID if you yeah, get cone, the vaccine. I beat cone pump with a chain and a hair kids <laughs> and vaccine and Barack Obama, my best friend. That yeah, is, I feel like that's a good Biden. That's a good Biden. <laughs> so, so let's just, but then you move over to the, the news cycle. Okay. The news cycle are all paid people. If you think for a moment that they're doing this because they want to save you. If they weren't paid to be on camera, they would not be there. Now, let's just use Rachel Maddow as an example. We're pretty sure that she's pro-vax and and pro yeah. pro everything, you know, Orwellian lockdown. Did you know that her lawyers had to go into court when she was being sued recently and say that she is not a news person or a reporter, that she merely gives opinions? And that most people don't come to her for facts. Her own people representing her had to say that in open court. Yeah. That no, they had to say no one trusts her for news and information. Yet you have train guy, chicken with a train guy over here saying, good luck. It's not good luck. Again, it's a risk assessment. But the people, and I'm going to say a very bold statement here. The people who are being paid to create the fear in our country about locking down and your children dying. Like, if you study a little bit about this whole thing, 99% of the stuff they're saying doesn't hold up to the data. Children are not getting sick from this. Children who have serious medical conditions and will likely die from those medical conditions are dying from COVID, but not in any large numbers. The people who are dying from COVID have six comorbidities and are very old. That is a very small slice of the population, yet we're surrendering all our rights and freedoms. But going back to the people who are paid, these people regularly say things on TV for money that have caused people to be injured and sick. You could just start with, you know, Iraq and Afghanistan, weapons of mass destruction. All of these people at some point were pro this, pro the bombing of that, pro doing this. There are people, soldiers that we all know, who have been hurt by these things. They did not want to say those things. They were paid to go on camera and say those things. We can go to drug companies. These people say this kind of news, and then the commercial comes on, and it says, Have you tried Fulmira? Fulmira will help your hair grow and your stuff to work when you need it to. And it'll make you live happy and run on the beach with your wife at 65 years old. And you'll live your best life and you'll smile and you'll no longer want to kill yourself. And then six months later, if you have taken Fulmira, then contact the law offices of We Screw Em and How. You may be entitled to compensation. Now, the people who are on the TV telling you to be afraid of this virus 
and to lock down. They are being paid to do that. So are they wrong? I'm not saying they're wrong, but I'm saying that you should consider that they are being paid to do that. They're being paid by somebody to do that. Now, let's flip over to the other side of the equation. Since this pandemic has started, and I remember the first two guys that got in trouble over this, were those two doctors in Bakersfield who had a clinic and had backgrounds in immunology and things like that. And they said, the steps that the government is saying are wrong. They're going to make people sicker. Their careers were ended. Mm-hmm. Even now, you go to Dr. Mericola, you know, he's the dirty dozen. You know, he's having to take his, his articles down. There are all the other doctors. There's Joe Rogan out there saying, hey, this is this is Orwellian. Everybody is being ended. Now, Rogan, yeah, he's getting paid to do what he does. So he could be inflammatory. But these doctors who are saying these things and the the, the, the guy who is Malone, who's come out, uh, really sort of like some hesitant, like some strong hesitancy on the vaccine, who invented the vaccine and was instrumental in the vaccine. And someone tried to say to me the other day, well, what does he know about this vaccine? Actually, he said he's been involved in all the mRNA vaccines intimately, knows that those are his words. So he knows. Yeah, he created the technology behind them. And also, he ended up getting the vaccine because he had had long haul COVID. And at the time, he was told, this is what you need to do if yeah. you have long haul COVID. He now, since seeing more of the data and the information, is like, that was a mistake. Yeah. So. so you have these people that are being paid and you have these people that are political who, who, who will receive political power if these mandates, lockdowns, vaccine, masks, all the controls go through. And then you have these other people who are just saying, this is costing me my livelihood. I am being ruined professionally. I am being fired. I am being demonetized off of YouTube. I am being banned. All these things, they're not getting anything out of this. No, they're losing. Yet they're telling you their opinion of the data and of the science at cost to them. Yeah. Not cost to you. At cost to them. So the question I think everybody needs to ask right now is who do you believe? And I and I don't know why. I mean, I think I know why. But I think I'm, well, who do you believe, single white Medusa? I believe the people who have nothing to gain from what they're doing, but actually even more than that, everything to lose. Because I cannot figure out why else would they be doing this? Why else would they be saying? Yeah, they're not making unless... any money. They're not going to get a book deal. They're not going to get a yeah. TV show. They're not going to be like Cuomo, no. who's going to end up probably on CNN. You know, is that, you know, like everybody who fails out of the Democratic Party gets rewarded with a book deal and gets to be on CNN. These people's careers will be ruined. Yeah. And yet they're still out there telling you, like, I'm not telling you not to get it, but there's serious concerns with this. Yeah. The the masks are bad and they're being shouted down and ended by the political people and then by the tech people who support the political people and then by the paid spokesmen. And they're being name called and dragged through the mud. Those things lead me to the conclusion if I just look at that as a navigational thing, like without even doing the research on the vaccine and the research on the virus and the research on the masks, that kind of tells me who's right right there. Also, like the political establishment, the drug companies, everything like that, they have definitely been proven liars. 
in my opinion, I've like there have been multiple things that they've been caught in even recently, especially where they're liars. I can't trust that anymore. I think a lot of us are like, I can't trust, you know, it's, it's like someone in your life. Like I can't trust that person anymore. Like there's, I don't know. Like it would take so much (laughs) to rebuild that trust. They are total liars. They've been proven as such. Um, I'm going to say this, you know, you have to understand. So, so that's that. Think about that. Think about the people who are losing everything to tell you what they believe is the right course. And then think about the people who are being paid and receiving power to advance the new product, you know, uh, that in six months we won't even get Dewey Scrim and how, you know, Warp Speed prevented us from having any kind of legal recourse. Mm -hmm. So think about those things. But the left is a cult, and I've said it before. And if you kind of study Scientology, you know, I mean, not study it as in it, but, you know, kind of look at what's gone on and listen to the people who've been through it. You really do, by the day, begin to see how the left has become a cult. And you said earlier today, you said, you know, it's been said that liberalism is a mental disorder. And it's clear because mental disorders that tend to get worse mm-hmm. and they're absolutely like man you see the things that are on the tiktok stuff and blah 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 they are losing their minds yeah it's utter insanity and now. and it is a cult because in the cult a few things happen the cult starts off with like scientology they tell you you're an elite person you're a better person than everybody else and you're here to save the planet well who does that sound like yeah that sounds like them the left and then they tell you they're going to give you superpowers you know, like if you learn all this stuff and pay fifty, you know, five hundred thousand dollars to go through Scientology, you're going to get superpowers and you're going to get the secret. These you can you can find parallels in in the left, and you you know, to be fair, you could probably find a lot of parallels with a lot of things. But it's it's fairly clear as I continue kind of along with just using the left that it is a cult. So you start off being told you're special and you're going to save the world. Okay, well that that seems pretty lines up. And then the next thing that you're told is you can't ever question the glorious leader. Well, can we apply that today? Well, yeah, we can. The glorious leader had a three-day party this weekend. Mm -hmm. And Fauci came out and complained about Sturgis. And he complained about another public event. But no reporter, and neither did Fauci Gollum. The droplets! Never once did Obama's name cross, cross his lips. Super spreader event. All those kinds of things. You cannot question the glorious leader. And the final one that tells you that it's a cult is in Scientology, they have a policy called fair game. If you question the glorious leader or you question the religion, the weather cult transgender religion, if you question it, you are fair gamed, meaning anything that anyone does to you in the cult is fair. They are to go after it. Now, if you want to know, listen to Leah Ramini's podcast about Scientology or watch that documentary go, Going Clear. You would be surprised at the lengths that Scientology goes to to end people who were in it, paid tons of money in it, and decided this is not for me. And one little sidestep they do is Scientology makes sure your family and your friends get in the movement. And then they tell you if you ever leave, you can't have your family anymore and your family has to turn your back on you. Well, that's the left right now. I mean, I'm hearing tons of stories of families separating now because they're being forced to make this choice over a vaccine. 
this is straight out of a cult. Yeah. These three things. And the final one is fair gaming. You go off the reservation, you question them. They make websites, they call you names, they make up stuff, and they run and they make make up some pretty horrible stuff. But this is all stuff the left is doing. When they can't stop the message, they stop the messenger. So these are these are this is what's going on. And and so I've, I've we've talked about today just about those two things to look at. Those who are being paid to tell you what the path forward is and those who are paying with their own careers. And I think there's been some threats, lives too. But they think it's important enough to go for the truth. And and I think Mr. Rogers would always tell us in crises, look for the helpers. And it seems to me who's helping and who's gaining. And that's who I would look for. I will leave you, we will leave you today with a video in the comments by a guy named Eric July. Uh, one of the listeners, we'll just call him Puncher, unless he wants to reveal himself. Um, sent this over to me. And I think this dude lays some straight hate on the situation, some straight fire on the situation. And he has a very solid perspective. And I think it's I think it's worth the listen. It's very interesting. I listened to a couple of his videos. I found him to be really engaging and cool. And so uh, check that out in the comments if you want to listen to that. If you get a chance, please subscribe to the podcast. Uh, keep it alive. I, I'm pretty sure my days are numbered on Facebook. The really cool thing about Substack is it is its own ISP. So if big tech cancels me, they can't cancel me on Substack. I can stay there. I can continue to communicate with you when you subscribe and, you know, I get your email addresses. So I, and I'll never abuse those. I don't think you've gotten any, like, you know, I, I'm not going to market people's books. I, if I have a book out, I'll let you know, or if I go to a new platform or something happens to me where you suddenly can't hear from me, then we can at least communicate through that. And that's why Substack is really cool because as Mr. Rothman explained it in the comments a few episodes ago, it's its own ISP. So it's a little bulletproof on the coming sort of internet shenanigans that I think we're going to face. Um, keep all those things in mind. Send us stuff in the comments. Back channel me. Let me know what's going on with you. Tell us your stories. We are just having a lot of fun. We look forward to this conversation every day. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, no, no, my final thing is you said earlier today, we're not doing masks again, even if there's a mask mandate. So I'm on board with you. No more masks for us, no matter yeah, what. Yeah, I'm not doing a mask. I'm not doing a vaccine. I'm not yeah. doing anything anymore. I'll have to opt out of stuff. I'm cool with that. But I would just say to everybody, maybe we'll talk about it a little bit more tomorrow. I think we're at the moment where we can break them. They're really, uh, like, we're at our best moment because there are a lot of us and there are a lot of people who are dissatisfied. If we all collectively say no to playing these games and we're just open to, you know, letting God take care of us, and, and just, you know, I think the, I think there will be lawsuits on the other side of this. But in this moment, they're going to be able to abuse people. And, and I understand that. But if you can say no in any way, shape, or form, you will be so much happier with yourself. I read a guy today who said he got the vaccine because he was going to lose his job. And he's so bitter. Mm. So bitter over it. You know, like, you know, you don't want to live with that bitterness Do whatever it is, whether you get the vaccine or not, just do what you feel is right and what you can live with. But don't ever do anything that you would be ashamed of. And that was something my dad taught me. Don't ever do anything that you're going to be ashamed of. And that's the podcast. <laughs>